Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to an episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about sex and happiness, your sex and your happiness, and of course, mine, because I wouldn't leave myself out. If it's not fun, I'm not doing it. So we're going to be, you have noticed probably that I've been on this roll with men's stuff, and probably my women listeners are going like, okay, enough. When are you going to get back to women? When are you going to talk about women's stuff? So that's what we're going to do today. I'm very excited about it. I want to introduce you to my guest. We're going to be talking about shamanic womb journey, like what that is. What is a shamanic womb journey? And this woman is very skilled at it and is known in the world for it. And so let me introduce you to her. Her name is Janine Marie, and um, she's the founder of Red Earth Temple, She also teaches sexuality and feminine womb mysteries. She's the lead. She is a lead faculty member of ISTA international school of temple arts. So that's the connection. Some of you will know that I am that too. And that's how Janine and I know each other. And she draws on over 25 years experience as a holistic health practitioner. She's also a presenter, an author, a facilitator, and a transformational guide. And you can find more about her at redearthtemple.com. And we'll talk about that again a little bit later in the show. So welcome to my show, Janine. Thank you, Laurie. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. And you're coming to me all the way from Australia, which is great. I've been having lots of lots of guests from down under lately so I'm and because I was there so I'm I'm excited about it. You and I don't get enough chance to hang out together so here's one little slice of time that we're taking. Yeah, I'm excited to be spending some time with you even if it's you know work kind of mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. So let's talk a little bit about it. You are somebody who has a a voice, a big voice in women's stuff, in in womb journeys for women, in shamanism, also in menopause. And um, you, how did you get here? You know, all of a sudden, how did your path take you on this and say, I have this wisdom and I need to share it with other women? Um, You know, how how did you get here? Mm, good question. It's, it's interesting how the soul takes us on journeys and we, we don't even see it coming really. So my background is holistic health. So I've always been interested in natural medicine and um, gone down that path. And then that led me to the path of sacred sexuality. Uh, and this work started to open. I was actually in a bookshop and a book fell off a shelf and it was called Mysteries of the Dark Moon by Demetra George. And it really started opening into the sacredness of menstruation and the dark, particularly the dark feminine. So this is many years ago, like a, a decade ago, probably. So that kind of opened into this woman's path. Yeah. 
So, yeah, because I, I mean, I just want to say it's so funny because because I'm also ISTA faculty. I remember the first time, like, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you. Probably I'm, I, I think I'm the oldest. I hate saying it like that, but I think I'm the most crone member of the ISTA faculty. And, um, and I remember when I was in a course where uh, one of our other members, Dawn Sherry, wanted to do a sacred circle of women's blood and women's blood mysteries. And nothing like that ever happened in my life. I had no one to talk to. Nobody told me about what really was going to happen when I was bleeding, um, how long it would last, how much it would bleed. I would bleed. Um, and then nobody told me about menopause. I remember asking my mother questions and she didn't tell me a thing. Like she just skirted the issue. So I had nobody to to talk to you about it. And so I was mad. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I said, I'm not participating. I'm already through that. I'm over menopause and I'm not interested. <laughs> and she looked at me and she just went, Oh, come on. And I really, I had to get over myself. I was, I felt so deprived. Mm-hmm. So then I hear that you're doing like this amazing work. You have a group on Facebook that has to do with menopause and everything. And it's like, and it all happened because a book fell out in a bookstore at you and you just changed the course of your life. Well, it's so interesting because really you may not know this, Laurie, but actually that's why I got into ISTA because what, what happened when, when this book fell off the shelf (laughs) and I, and it was like, when I was reading it, I felt this transmission. It felt like I was, it was a cellular awakening in my system. It was stuff I already knew. And it was, it was like, it was a, a stick went into my hard drive and it started downloading a lot of, a lot of things really. And that led me to then doing a talk at this, one of the very early sex and consciousness ISTA conferences mm-hmm. in Australia that then led to me being invited to do workshops and to Sedona to present over there as well. And then I started this really deep passion around the blood, particularly not only around first rights into menstruation, but the potency that is available to a woman when she's consciously journeying with her womb blood. And interestingly, right from the beginning when I was working with the womb blood, even though I was doing deep work with women, I was also doing mixed groups and including men as well, which was quite cutting edge 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I knew this information needed to go out into the world more fully. And that's actually what led me to ISTA because I could see this was a way that I could bring the blood into, uh, into a sacred container where it could reach more and more people worldwide. Well, it reached me. <laughs> it reached me, even though I was resistant. I was, I was. Oh, I can't tell you. I mean, I, I'm getting a feeling of it in my body as I talk to you about it. It was like it was a scary place to go because I had gone alone, mm-hmm. and you know, I feel emotional about it. I never ever talked to anyone about, of course I had talked about, you know, how bad my period was, you know, how I, how I couldn't get out of bed for days, how, how much I was like debilitated, but I, ne- you know, I complained. And when they called it the red curse, you know, I, I agreed. And then I, I knew there was something else that was going to open up there. And I just was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go there. It's going to hurt. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to have feelings about it. And, you know, I'm really different now, but 
I just remember that moment of fear, like, oh God, I got to open this up. So unlock a lot because, you know, actually in my very first talk, when I was talking about this, I, one of the phrases I used was how did the blessing become the curse? Yeah. Into the history really of how, how did this sacred rite that was where women's blood went from being, you know, the first blood on the altar to being used in many magic rituals around fertility of crops and, and um, many other ways. How did that turn into this thing that was this curse that people dread and uh, celebrate when they have a hysterectomy to get rid of it? And how, how did we go into this place where it became a place of shame and a place of um, confusion, aloneness? Yeah. yeah. All part of... And PMS, you know, confusion, aloneness, and this thing called PMS, which I don't even think I had that. I just think it was, it was, you know, it definitely wasn't fun, but I didn't have PMS. Yeah. So I love that you're doing this. And when you say shamanic, you know, when we bring in a shamanic aspect, I I heard you say, you know, the first Mm -hmm. blood was on the altar but can you say a little bit more about that so when i say yeah we're talking about a shamanic womb journey here or a collective shamanic womb journey what does the shamanic aspect mean here yeah well for me the shamanic is including um the earth-based mysteries and the vibration of matter in particular and nowhere does matter vibrate more fully than in activated menstrual blood and for me, activated menstrual blood comes from an activated womb. So in a way, the blood led me into the womb, actually, because first there was the journeying through the old beliefs and conditioning around blood and a lot of the stuff that we all hold as women in our systems, you know, like it's if you go backtracking through any of the spiritual philosophies, you, you reach this point where there was this shift and somewhere women become demonized and a curse and you know in christianity was when eve was kicked out of the garden of eden and she was punished with painful menstruation and childbirth that was a punishment so it really tracks back into this cellular core that we hold and a lot of that is held right there at the cervix so part of the journeying with the blood is journeying through that conditioning and freeing that up so we can really open into the mystery of and magic and reclaim the innocence of the feminine and from that point when the innocence has been reclaimed and vibrating we can deeply enter into the womb mysteries i see what you're saying you know and i yeah i have i just came from eden uh festival in new zealand where we reenacted four different versions of of eden or of creation and we did we did that that actual eden one with adam and eve and it was it was really funny and it was good it was great to laugh at it and go you know maybe this was just something that was fed to us and we can undemonize it which is exactly what we were doing so uh yeah this is good this is really really good and so you look you take a look at i'm just trying to see if i really follow you take a look at what happens like from the maiden going into first blood all the way through to menopause where the blood stops 
For sure. It's, so I don't so much work with first maidens, but I do in adult women bodies, if that makes sense, where they're like really initiating in, into their woman with their blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the blood's really, it's just the beginning. And it's almost like with this path in my own life, it, it kept revealing itself to me as I went. <laughs> so it started with the blood that revealed itself to me. And then, then it kind of went deeper into the more into the yoni and sexual healing kind of places. And then it started to drop into the womb, which was a completely different place, but it wasn't until I was ready to go there that that path opened. Mm. And then part of that is the menopausal journey and reclaiming all the archetypes of the feminine, no matter what age actually somebody is, but looking at as we start really moving through the woman's mysteries and start reclaiming them and start um, reclaiming particularly the sacredness that each of these rites of initiation have, one of the most potent of those is menopause. And it's probably the one that I feel still needs a bit of an image remake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a facelift or something. Yeah, but- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff, that's good. So you know what, let's... let's um. Let's take a little break here and we come back. Let's actually talk about some of the, uh, the content or the juicy stuff that it is that you're exploring. And let's see, you know, cause I have a lot to share about menopause now and um, yeah, it's, it's, the journey is amazing. The journey is amazing. Being a woman, <laughs> being in a female body is really an amazing journey, which I was taught to unlove. And it's only through my own, you know, my own bringing myself forth, bringing myself present that I can now, you know, have empathy for all of it that I went through and could allow myself to be in that ritual where we would, where we were doing blood rites. Mm-hmm. And I, and I could just like get over myself, you know, and say, why am I sticking to this? You know, I could question that to myself. So let's, so let's actually take a break here. And when we come back, let's talk about how we actually get into this. How, how would women be discussing this? How would women and men be discussing this? And what can we do to like remake the whole thing? You know? Yeah, it's beautiful. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm with Janine Marie, and we are talking about the shamanic womb journey and um it's really women's rites of passage women's archetypes the female stages and archetypes that each woman goes through in her life and um remaking them because they weren't we weren't handed anything so good both women and men were not handed something very good about women that we were cursed and we were burned and we were shunned and i don't know exactly what janine said earlier the the blessing turned into a curse and it lived like that for so long or at least for many of us so we're coming right back please stay tuned we will talk about this and we will shed more light on what's been dark and then appreciate the dark as well did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright that you don't need to earn it or prove it. You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, 
I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to Butterfly Workshops. Dot com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. If you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. back with sex and happiness and today we're talking about the shamanic womb journey and what that means what it is to be uh going through female rites of passage and female archetypes so janine where we left off we were talking about you know giving menopause a facelift um (laughs) we could start there and go backwards or we could go the other way (laughs) 
it, you know, we can go the way it's, it's gone or we can go backwards. It really doesn't matter. But how do we take, so how do you uncurse the blood? Let's start with that. When you're in with adult women, maybe not their, maybe they're not in their maiden body because there's not a lot of really young women. Like, I don't know. I got my period when I was 12. So there's not a lot of people who are 12 that are coming to courses that you're doing or courses that I'm doing. I think the youngest has been 16, although I have had teenagers that I taught sexuality to. Yeah. Luckily, I had a group of parents that trusted me, but mostly we get adult women. So how do we, how do you reframe the blood from the curse? Yeah. Well, I think first of it, first of all, it's, it's getting some information around the way blood was seen, which starts to put a whole new frame around it. And that's revelationary for many women who've only ever known the reality of blood in our kind of Western way of looking at it in what's been medicalized. And there's like an almost like a disconnection and disassociation from it. And so from this new frame, it's then dropping in and really connecting with the blood, whether it's through a simple thing like um, just allowing the blood to flow by just using a moon cup or even a pad rather than a tampon, little things like that. Right. Stop, you know, injecting things into your body that stop menstruation to actually start being in the flow with it and feel the flow of the blood. And then to be journeying with that blood, like to be doing some kind of ritual each month to connect with it more fully. And that can look many ways. It might be bleeding freely on the earth. It might be collecting the blood and doing something ceremonial with it, like placing it on a plant or painting with it or anointing or there's many different ways intuitively feeling in to connect more deeply. Mm, so good. I mean, my way of doing it was to drink a half a bottle of wine, red. <laughs> That's all. I, like I always felt so vulnerable. I didn't want to have those feelings and I had no ritual or any ceremony. Um, I didn't, I, I didn't even know about bleeding freely onto the earth. Mm. But I will say that in my the last time I and oh and the and the phrase I'm on my moon. Like I never heard that before when people I you know, I think it was at it might have been at the first ISTA training I ever did where I was a participant. Some woman said, Oh, I'm on my moon and I was like, What the hell is your moon? Mm. You know. Yeah. I didn't know what that was. And I just, you know, and then I heard women talking about like ble bleeding freely onto the earth. And I was like, I missed all this. <laughs> just, I missed all this. And I, I was so sad. So I like those rituals that you're talking about, but oh, I wanted to say the last time I ever bled, I was 50. And for whatever reasons are all of a sudden my blood came back. And my partner at the time took it and war painted himself, you know, like he, mm. he made stripes on his face and stripes on his chest. And I felt so honored. Like I didn't expect that, but it was, su it was such a great feeling to feel like he wasn't shaming me. He was taking my blood and doing something with it. Yeah. That's yeah. Such a beautiful gift to have shared. Um, to have had somebody that can hold the sacredness of your blood and celebrate that with you and hold you in that. Yeah. 
And it I just was... wanted to speak about the moon too, because, you know, there is such a link between a woman's cycle and the moon cycles. And we can really tune into those. That is a way of deepening with the blood, not only through menstruation, but also through menopause as well. Because just because we stop physically shedding the lining doesn't mean we stop cycling with the moon and with the feminine. And if anything, what they, one way of framing that is that the blood is actually more absorbed, the wisdom is, is absorbed. And so a woman has access to her most potent um, shamanic and magical time through the whole month rather than just when she's bleeding where her wisdom is most easily accessible. Mm. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I was just, someone said, yeah, I'm on my moon. And I was like, what the hell is that? I mean, I know I can be the only woman. That's why we're doing this show, because I know I'm not the only woman who has no clue. And I do have a clue now, but I didn't. And um, it's just, uh, I want to open this. I want to give this more exposure. I want uh, more women and men to hear about this and know what a sacred time it is and how, how having some ritual just makes it, it just reverses all that negativity. Mm. It's the self-hatred and then the, the institutionalization of, of, of sexism. Um, so it's interesting it's, talking about the men as well, because I, it was, it was the whole flow. This has been so, um, I guess beyond anything I could have created, but the very first talk I did where I had this passion and I really didn't have any vision of taking it anywhere other than this information needs to be out there. <laughs> right. So this talk and it just happened that it was a men and women attended. And there was a part of me that was like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Having like men in the audience, I wonder how this is going to be received. And it was so beautiful. Like it was, it was received so beautifully by the people in the room. The ones that touched me the deepest were actually the men who came up to me with tears in their eyes afterwards. So thank you so much for inviting us in and sharing this. I know how to hold my daughter more fully now. I know how to be with my partner when she's bleeding now. I've not known that before. And I've probably added to the shame. And, you know, thank you for including us so we can show up more fully which is really what men's nature is to show up and, you know, be present and, and loving through with their women in their lives. Yes, 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 yes. And all they needed was like somebody to talk to them and say, this is what it's like. This is what's happening. This is what you could do. You know, men, men like to have a plan and they like to know just how to do it. And, you know, I'm sure it was very, very empowering for them and a blessing for the women in their lives uh, when they heard you and when they continue to. I mean, we do work with bringing wombs, you know, men into having a womb and having a yoni when they're in ISTA. We do bring some work in where they, like, they get an ethereal experience of what it is to be in the feminine. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, maybe we can't do enough. Maybe there's just so much, so much to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's many, (laughs) there is much to do, but you know, I think we're getting there slowly. (laughs) Yeah, we are. We are. So let's, um, skip ahead a little bit to menopause. Mm -hmm. 
and talk about that a little bit because I'll tell you, you know, I had like I had really rough cycles. I had really rough menstruation. I mean, rough meaning I had lots of body pain. I probably had some vitamin deficiency or something that I didn't know about. And I also had, um, so I could faint. Like I could, I've been in restaurants where I got, all of a sudden I got cramps and I fainted mm-hmm. or at parties that would happen to me. And also I had so much blood that um, three tampons and a pad wasn't enough. <laughs> so, so, you know, at any one given moment. And so, um, you know, like I tried using sponges and those cups and the thing, you know, that you talked about and, it was too much. I could, nothing could contain it. It was really like um, a flood. And so when menopause came, I was kind of glad because I, because I ruined lots of things, you know, lots of clothing and lots of sheets and lots of bed mattresses and lots of things. But also then menopause was really hard too. Like I had uh, those hot flashes. Like every second, you know, it just seemed like, and I'd be in a business meeting or something and I would go, I would be sitting with three men or something and I would go, okay, gentlemen, I know none of you are saying anything because you're really polite, but can you see that my face is a fountain? (laughs) (laughs) And they would say, no, what are you talking about? (laughs) I, I haven't owned a turtleneck like a turtleneck sweater, or I don't own anything that doesn't have a zipper Mm. because I had to get out of everything so quickly because I was so sweaty and my heart was beating. So I didn't have an easy time with that either. And I remember calling my mother and saying, ma, when you were going through menopause, if you had a gun, would you have killed someone? And she said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I called my father and I said, pop, when mom was going through menopause, if she had a gun, would she have killed someone? And he said, Oh yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but I read a book, I don't even know what it was. I think it was called wise women. I think the name of the book was called wise women. Someone gave me this book and the woman said, the woman in the book said, stop resisting. She just gave a tip. She said, stop resisting. Stop resisting everything. The more you stop resisting, the more you're going to flow in your life. And I, in that moment, stopped resisting. And so I didn't care anymore if my face looked like a fountain. And I didn't care anymore if my heart was palpitating. And I just, I, I just had an ease. All of a sudden, I just changed my whole point of view. Mm. So I'm telling you that to say that's what I did. But, I, you know, that's not any great shamanic. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, there's many, there's many layers to this because, you know, there's a, quite often there's a link between how a woman is going premenstrually and with different symptoms that are happening with her menstrual cycle and uh, a link between if that's quite challenging, then quite often the menopause will also be challenging. And you can look at it on many levels because, you know, there's a, there's a physical level looking at what's happening with diet and nutrition and whether there's some medicinal herbs that are needing to balance and, and tweak some things, whether the body needs detoxification, all those things support bringing things into balance. But then there's also looking at what's happening on the shamanic and spiritual level as well. Because um, in a way, like menstruation, when we go into that more the um, bleeding time 
you know, we're going into accessing darker energies and not darker as in evil, but darker as in denser. We're going deeper into the earth. We're not more connected to the deeper shamanic realms. And if we've got stuff to move, that will come up to move. If there's things we're suppressing through the cycle, that will come up to be released. It's also a time to access shadow. So shadow will come through more potently at that time. So if we're journeying shamanically with our cycle, we can start using that time to bring parts out to the shadow. What, 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 where haven't I honored myself this month that this is trying to reveal? So if we're doing that work, things come more and more into balance as well as working with the womb mysteries and opening the womb gates, which we haven't really talked about. It all supports that journey. So when we get to menopause, it's a less rocky experience because we've already been consciously journeying. Mm. But if we haven't known how to do that work with which a lot of women don't because we're not taught, um, then anything that hasn't been um, dealt with or resolved will come up at menopause. <laughs> It'll come up big time. It sure <laughs> did. <laughs> and as you said, look at the letting go and the resisting and the surrendering and um, going through that journey of really welcoming this as a rite of passage and being really present because when that is done, this is, this is a rite of passage into a woman's wisest time of her life life where she's giving her medicine back because of the journey taken because of the journey taken through this rite of passage that where she really earns her right to be transmitting her medicine to the world Mm -hmm. well there's no question that i feel that there's no question i mean it's just and it's just made it more um I feel that I feel like I'm seen, you know, as wise and I'm seen as graceful and, you know, I have all this wisdom and stuff. And at the same time, this is the juiciest time of my life. Like I just feel, I feel inspired. I feel turned on. I feel excited. I feel um, at peace really with everything. <laughs> well, there's, there's a few pieces in, in, in this that I really like to share. Yes, please. First of all, there's, um, there's a woman coming into menopause that hasn't maybe done the work beforehand because she hasn't really known. So then there's going to be a lot to come up and move through. And so in that way, that rite of passage can be very challenging on all levels as things needing to be dropped away. And so some women go through that other women medicate themselves and, or, or distance, and then they can fall into the dried, shriveled up, invisible um, woman stereotype that is traditionally looked at as a postmenopausal woman. Right. Then the other way is to go through that consciously, which leads to a different path or even better. If the inner work has already been done, then the menopause rite of passage has the potential to be an ecstatic opening in life, an ecstatic time as this new place that a woman is moving to starts to open and reveal itself. I just a little bit about the hormones because with the hormones, like sexuality, the juiciness in, in a, in when a woman is younger, 
her hormones are generating that experience. It's generating libido. It's generating lubrication. It's generating these experiences. But when we start to go through menopause and the hormones start to decline, unless we know how to energetically work with the Kundalini, which is really what the hot flushes are. Really the Kundalini is trying to rise and move through the blocks. When we start knowing how to be working with sexual energy, working with the fire energy, bring, the sexual energy through the body and and energetically connecting with those energies, not needing hormones to drive it, the postmenopausal woman can be the most juicy, ecstatic feminine on the planet. Hallelujah. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> That's great. That's how I feel. That's exactly how I feel. So Thank you for describing that. Thank you so much. And and to all women listening to the show out there, I mean, like, listen, this is so true. Don't, don't allow yourself to go with whatever the culture has handed you or whatever the, you know, magazines or television or movies hand you. Like, there's no way that you need to go with this cultural stereotype. You do not have to. And that's what, exactly why we're talking about this. Now, Janine, just again, you mentioned before about um, the shamanic womb journey. So tell us a little, I mean, I know we're sort of coming at it from different angles, but what do we, what do we mean by this? Mm-hmm. It's kind of good coming at it from different angles. It's very feminine. <laughs> <laughs> we're over here, then we're over here, then we're over here. Yeah. <laughs> So um, in my experience with the womb is there's different portals, um, there's different portals, different gates of the feminine. And when we can start working with these portals, um, a path, which is actually known as the Holy Grail, can open through the womb, leading us all the way to the feminine experience of the void through the body, Hmm. awakening matter in the body, awakening um, the atoms, so the atoms are dancing ecstatically in the body. Matter is vibrating at its ecstatic um, place that is really the birthright of the feminine. And so when people start on a sexual path, quite often they're initially in, a, in more of a place of healing, so where they're releasing things, particularly from, you know, the yoni, the, the first, the clitoris, the sacred spot, the walls of the yoni, the cervix. Quite often a lot of dearmoring needs to happen as when maybe she said yes when she meant no or maybe there's been violation or different things that are held in that space that need to be released and removed from the body so that the energy centers can open more fully. And when that work is, is, is largely done, then the portal into the womb starts to open. And that's where a woman really starts to move into her mature woman, into her queen, where the earlier gates have started to open and she can start going into those deeper qualities of the womb, start opening her more deeply to the mystery of the feminine. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what you're saying because I didn't have anybody telling me this. <laughs> like you're putting words right now. It's so true. You're putting words on what I have experienced like over the past 10 years, um, going deeper into all this, these places, going 
really consciously into my own use of sex magic and casting, you know, spells on things I want to create or produce in matter, give birth to, if you will, all kinds of things. And they're all choices that I made on my very own without talking to anybody. I just like went there and you just put words on it. You just, and I don't, you know, I'm sure that I'm, your words sounded like, uh, like poetry to me. <laughs> well, it is a, for me, it is a very poetic path. And, a, and, a, and of course this path is in every woman and, um, you know, the more conscious we are on our journeys, it will naturally reveal and, and open as it did in mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but there's also through different practices we can support that opening through framing it and understanding we can open to that path earlier like you were saying in your life Laurie it was later in life that you discovered these things these are not things that are communicated to us when we're 13 or 14 where we can start to really drop in deeply imagine imagine if that was the case <laughs> Oh, it would have been so different. I mean, who knows? Maybe I would be president now. We wouldn't be dealing with a crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that um, if I had all this stuff, even when I was 21, you know, but 13 and 14 would have been much better. But if I had even had any of this notion of these things when I was 21, my own story would have gone differently and my influence on the world would have gone different. You know, I can't, I have no regrets, but I have to say that, you know, sometimes I feel like, Oh, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that. So it just feels really nice to be talking about it now. And so I know that for women experiencing you and experiencing other women who are doing these, these mysteries and these journeys, I know that even just talking about it, even if they didn't do a ritual, but just having words to, to go by would be so helpful. That's how this show is going to help. You know, it's going to help because people, also, people talking about it. Go ahead. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, for the feminine, really, she, um, you know, part of her way she processes is through the story, you know, so women just gathering together and sharing at a deeper level, their lives around their life cycles and these rites of initiation that in itself can make a huge different difference on a woman's journey. Like for many, it's so lonely because we don't talk about these things at a a deep level with each other. Exactly. Exactly. So on that note, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to find out how people can find out more, you know, what you would say for somebody to begin a journey, no matter where she is, you know, in her life right now, where should she get on, you know, like get on this journey and begin. And then also how people can get in touch with you so they can find out more. So if you just tuned in or you just, you're with us, but you want to hear again who I'm speaking to, I'm talking to Janine Marie, and she is the founder of the Red Earth Temple. She's also a, she teaches sacred sexuality and feminine womb mysteries, and she's also a lead faculty for ISTA. So we've been throwing International School of Temple Arts around a little bit here because that's how that's our connection. That's how we met. And I was influenced by some of the things that Janine brought to this to these teachings. And they helped me, even though I at first they scared me. So that's we're talking about things. We're talking about things. So when we come back, you'll find out how to get in touch with Janine and you'll also find out 
um, maybe a tip that she has for where you can start on your own journey, no matter where you are on this planet. So we'll be right back. Hi, you know, I want to talk to you seriously about going on vacation. To me, vacation is really important and I want to be somewhere that really stimulates me and really is fun. I want to tell you about a vacation you can come on where you can deepen your intimacy while also being at the perfect vacation. I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach and a prude beach and an exceptional nightlife. In really fun classes, every day I will take you deeper and deeper into couples, sensuality, intimacy, and enhanced communication. My classes include things like making love in the unknown, making sex last longer, sex magic, and intimate massage techniques. This year, I'll be teaming up with Michael Gibson to offer Just Add Skill for Men and Goddess Massage. He and I will both offer private sessions on all these topics and more. So, you're asking when? October 13th to the 20th. The location is Hedonism 2 Resort in Negril, Jamaica. I really want you to come on this vacation with me. I'm not kidding. It changed my life to be in an environment like hedonism. So to book, call Tom's Trips. The number is 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. You have to say that you're with me, Laurie Handlers. Please book right away because accommodations are going fast. And this is really a dream vacation. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach... I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. 
That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. So, Janine, if a woman's hearing this for the first time, maybe she's like me, but she could be a lot younger than me when she first hears it. I hope so. But maybe she is like me. Maybe she's my contemporary. What's the first place to start on this journey? Um, the shamanic womb journey, what should she do to get in touch? One of the simplest things to do first is to actually drop into the womb center (laughs) to place a hand over where the womb is and breathe in and out that space. And what that does is it starts to connect with your feminine center. And that place is very intuitive and vibrates and lets us know where to go next to bring in what we're wanting to call into our, into our reality. So it's just a very simple practice. Um, but I do have some articles on my website, um, that particularly around, uh, talking earlier around reframing around menstruation, um, and learning about some of the more ancient ways of viewing, the blood mysteries. So I have some information on that and also around the womb and the journey in that, that would be a place to start. Okay. That would be great. And that is at red earth temple.com and people can go there and they can find articles that you've written. And, uh, and are there any videos on there too, of you speaking? Um, there's not on my website, but there is on my Facebook page. Okay, good. Janine Marie. Okay, yeah, let's spell that because people won't spell Marie <laughs> the way it is. So it's Janine, J A N I N E, and then it's Ma, M A, hyphen, Re, R E E. It's, it's Janine's way of reform, reframing Marie. <laughs> which is great. And there's also an ecstatic menopause group too, for those that are interested in connecting with other women that are wanting to um, approach this rite of passage in a different way and really working together to bring through the ecstatic current to this rite of passage and really shape shift and move through some of the conditioning and beliefs that's still out there around what this is and really reclaim it in its full ecstatic reality of what it can be. So that's, is that, that's the group that's on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. You're the one you're in Laurie. Yeah. yeah ecstatic menopause group. You can just look it up if you're on, I don't know too many people who aren't on Facebook. I'm sure there are still some, but that's a really good group to start participating in. So you don't have to be alone. First of all, you can reframe things and you can, you can go at your own pace and don't do it alone. I mean, it's, it's harder. It's very difficult. You know, I cry for that self in me that had to do that because I couldn't get information or talk to anybody about it. There was no one in my life willing to talk about it. And now here we are, there's groups of women willing to talk about it and share. 
take advantage of this. Don't be isolated. Uh, it's real. It's important. It's really important. So Janine, anything, any last thing before we have to say goodbye to each other? Any last thing that we, we didn't cover? I didn't think to ask you that that's like a burning. Um, yeah. Um, well, the only, the only thing that's just on my mind is if, if, if anyone's interested in getting the kind of one-on-one -on -one transmission, I've got a shamanic womb journey retreat coming up in the UK in near Glastonbury in October. Um, there's also one in Byron, but it's sold out. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's a, a place to really journey more deeply in these. Um, I know, otherwise, people, I know a few people who are going to that. So I, I anticipate hearing from them oh. only great things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's quite a juicy group of women gathering in Byron for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so other, other than that, that dropping into the womb place and, and, and really bringing the center down there to connect with what, what the feminine path and intuition is and including that in the information gathering as to how to move forward in the world. Yes, 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 yes. So good. Mm -hmm. Well, Janine, thank you so much for agreeing and coming on the show today. I'm, I know that you don't, you know, it's not your thing really necessarily to always public speak or whatever. And I'm just, I'm thrilled that you came on the show and I just, I feel so good about the work that you're doing. It just, uh, it just warms my whole entire body. Mm, thank you, Laurie. It's been a, it's really felt like an honor to be here um, with you and being a part of what you're putting out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. That's uh, it's big, you know, and it's just keeps going <laughs> and for it to just keep going and going and going and going. So anyway, thank you. And again, everybody, if you want to get in touch with Janine, you need to go to redearthtemple.com or Janine Marie M a hyphen R E E on Facebook or to the ecstatic menopause group. And you will somehow find a way to plug in. Maybe you want to go to that retreat in Glastonbury in October. Um, do something for yourself, especially if you've been under the the spell of the shame and the abuse of how everything about us, about females has been distorted. And so it's time to reclaim all that and, and make it right. Just make it right for yourself. So thank you so much. Um, everyone, please tune in next time when I will have another amazing guest and you'll have an opportunity to get sexier and happier. Thank you again. This is Laurie Handler signing off for Sex and Happiness. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.